there in freedom of speech land. Welcome back to another episode of Truth in Politics. Bosh, I can't believe we're episode 32 already. It's incredible. I believe five episodes were enough for YouTube to deem us. We must, with a leftist organization like that, deplatforms us so quickly, it tells us we must be doing something right. Anyhow, yeah, you are here in Truth in Politics with your hosts, Andrew Bernstein. That would be me. Bosh Forston, that's you. How you doing tonight, Bosh? Excellent as always. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Well, we have been searching for white supremacists, and I think we found some. But <laughs> I have the opportunities that no other country has. That's what makes us, quote unquote, special. But anyone who comes here can do the same thing that you know, if they want, no matter what race they are. Just have to mention that. Sorry, because the multiculturalism is an issue, and it's really talked about these days. Have you noticed that as well? Multiculturalism. Yeah. It rarely is. I mean, it used to be talked about pretty, you know, commonly, but not as much anymore, you know. No, well, the, the left has just moved from multiculturalism to overt racism and just, you know, demonizing, yeah. demonizing white people. But anyhow, yeah. let's let's find the white supremacists. And I think I think because that's the topic for tonight. And I think yes. the first the first thing to do, I think, is to separate the pretenders from the contenders. Yes. You know, so, for instance, the left claims that uh, the Proud Boys are a white supremacist organization. Now, you know something about the Proud Boys. So, I do. Yeah, I so, do. Go, so why don't you enlighten our audience about Yeah, Gab McGinnis, he's, uh, he's uh, I think he's a provocateur, true provocateur, truly says things he doesn't mean for effect. But he's a, he's a right-winger, he's a conservative. He was on Anthony Cumia from the uh, Opie and Anthony show from years ago. And Cumia began his own network after he was fired. Uh, he was he was on the street taking pictures of the city. A black woman thought he was taking pictures of her. She literally beat him up, and he was he was so enraged. He went on Twitter. And he didn't he didn't call her any you know racial names or anything. He said an animal just beat me, and he and and he, and he carries a gun with him, and he had the uh, the wherewithal not to even pull it on her, but she was beating him. So anyway, he started a new company called Compound Media, where all the misfits of on the right would not end up at. And Gavin Gaines had a, had a show there, and then one of the producers, um, I forgot his name, they called him Rat. They called him Rat. He was a young guy. He was a virgin, and they wanted to get him laid. So they started this little club to try to get this guy laid. So they go, went to bars, hang out, and then they started saying, you know what, uh, we're a, a club now. We're a gang. Let, let's call ourselves the Proud Boys. It was a joke. It was a lark. And then, you know, Gavin Gaines, being the provocateur that he is, goes on his show and says, we will kill you. We will kill you about the left and stuff. It's stupid. And, and he's an alcoholic, you know, so keep in mind also, he's always burping while he's doing a show. He's always, always cracking a beer while he's doing a show. He's, he's funny. He's good sometimes, but he is just, again, I don't trust provocateurs because they truly say things that they don't mean for effect. I don't trust that. I don't like it. Yeah, like, like, like Milo, you mean? Guys like Absolutely. That. Milo does that. Uh, Ann Calder does that. Uh, they, they truly say things they do not believe for effect. Anyway, so it got out of, I guess, out of out of control. It took a life of its own. And what they did was uh, Ann Calder was at an event, and so they went there to be her bodyguards. And, of course, why? Because Antifa. Antifa came there. They, get, they got their ass kicked by by the, by the Proud Boys. That's when they got on the radar of the left because they said, hey, man, you beat up our, our gang, you know? So, therefore, you are white supremacist terrorists. That's it. That's how it began. That's the origin of the Proud Boys. And now, they're not only, there's nothing racist about them, right? In fact, they're not, they're not only not white supremacists, as I understand it, in many cases, they're not even white. 
because you know, no. they're black, Hispanic, they're Jews, they're homosexuals. It's complete. It's all Americans who don't hate the country, who like drinking and like hanging out in bars. That's really what it is. And who will kick Antifa's ass if they come uh, on them, which they do. They always come to their events. They start fights and, and the Proud Boys, they finish fights. And you got to respect yeah. it. On, that's on, what on I that. like. That's what I like about the Proud Boys. Me too. So, Me too. so they're, they're pro-American. They're proud of being Americans. They wave the American Absolutely. flag. They're not racists. No, uh, not. They don't go to Antifa's events to start fights. But they, they tell they tell Antifa if you come to disrupt our events, we're gonna kick your ass, and they do. And All they right, don't. I'm good. I'm good with that. Uh, but they're not white supremacists, and the, they're not white supremacists. They never right. were. Right. You know, it, it, it was a media lie. Right. And again, yeah, you know, exactly. But one of their leaders, one of their leaders, like this dark-skinned Latino dude. I forget. I forget his name. I yeah. forgot his name too. But yes, he absolutely is. I mean, he's 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 part black. You know, I don't. Th I don't think you could be white supremacist if you're part black. I don't think so. Yeah, well, Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy, right? This is how, <laughs> how risible the leftists are on 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 this issue. What are, oh, but so one other thing, Baj. Yeah. So okay, so so we we we'll deal with the pretenders first. So okay, yes. so, the, so the Proud Boys are not white supremacists. No, they're not. But, but even if they were, how many of them are there? How widespread is this organization? Right. I mean, was like, I was invited. I was invited by the Proud Boys to go to party in Vegas. I said thanks, guys, but uh, I don't really get out there too much. No, come on. They were insistent, insistent. I was like, this is after the Garland attack, and I said I really don't want to go out there. But they kept coming. I was like, all right, guys, uh, thank you, but I'm not going to go out there. But the, the point is, they're fun guys. They support you know the issue of free speech completely. At least the ones who who were contacting me to to get out there. And Gavin McGinnis, I mean, he's an entertainer more than anything else. He's an entertainer. Uh, he's not a hardcore, you know, analyst. He's not. He's not a, you know, he calls himself not that smart, and I agree. I mean, he's not that smart. You know, <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's, he's honest anyway. Uh -huh. and, and you know, and you know, he did love the cartoon. He supported it, but he would never. He wouldn't have me on. Why? I don't know. I don't know why. Well, but there's but there's how, that aspect also. Yeah. How many members do they have? I, I don't get the impression that they're a large. Group I, have, I have no idea. I think there are pockets across the country, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, little groups here and here, but uh, he's New York based. I'm assuming it's a city based. I'm assuming, but I can't say for sure. Okay, so we guess 5,000, 10,000 nationwide. Maybe, maybe not even that much. I, you know, I don't know. Okay. By the way, I was looking at Wikipedia, the list of white supremacist groups. You know how many of them are American, this and that, American? I mean, they are patriotic well, groups with the name uh, Patriots. The the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, same thing. Patriots, this, Patriots, that, Americanness. You can't trust the the uh, SPLC. They are a hate group unto unto themselves. Yeah. Well, they and consider you they, a terrorist, don't they? they say, yes. They. I'm a one man hate group. Me and Danny Greenfield, the guy who who I do cartoons for Front Page Magazine. Both of us were, you know, smeared as hate groups, one man hate groups. I'm the artist of this dark movement. They call me. Uh, yeah, because because you tell the truth about Islam. Yes, that's why. And you draw that's Muhammad. Right. Yeah, uh, that's really yeah. why. It's okay, a simple. Yeah. All right, all right. So, uh, so we so the Proud Boys are not white supremacists. That's they're a, not they're, white supremacists. They're, 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 anybody claiming that they are is either mistaken or probably lying. Lying. Uh, yeah, lying. Yeah. Well, the lying leftist media definitely. And so, for are white supremacists because they're mostly mostly white. I mean, if not all white, by the way. Yeah, right. But uh, okay, so then. Then the Oath Keepers, right, who were involved, I think, in the riot on, on January 6th. 
and they were often referred to as white supremacists. But in doing the research, and it turns out that's not that has nothing to do with their ideology. Nothing. Zero. I mean, they don't. They're they're not a race-based group. They're an American group. Therefore, gun rights and freedom, and this is at least what they say. But I'm also thinking that the head of it and some of the members there, they're 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 playing a double game here. You know, where they're informants to the FBI, where 20 of them were not indicted, who were there at uh, January 6th. They were indicted. They weren't arrested. You know, what's that about? They were involved, just, just like the ones who were arrested. Why Why aren't they arrested? Because according to the, some stories that they're informants or FBI agents themselves, them, you know, themselves. Right. They're, that's, that yeah, well, yeah, that certainly yeah. could be. But we, what we know for sure about the Old Keepers, what, what is true, and it's, you know, it's right on their, their Wikipedia page. Yeah. Uh, you know, is that most of them are former military or former law enforcement, and they right. claim to uphold the Constitution, and they're 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 an anti-government group in the sense that they yes. believe the government is violating our rights, violating uh, the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, they are, oh, they are, and the Oath Keepers oppose that. Uh, that's that's right. what they stand. For. Exactly. Yeah, there's no mention of, of white supremacists, or, you know, and, or and any those are the two groups that they, that they were named repeatedly after the after the, the one six terrorist attack. They were the groups that were, that they were cited. The white supremacist groups that were cited repeatedly, by the way, Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. So we know for a fact they're not white supremacist groups. It's a lie. So that takes that also. It you know it takes out the whole idea that they're of any influence at all. The actual white supremacist groups, because if they were, they would yeah, have made good, good point. Good yeah. point, Bosh. Well, we'll get to the contenders here, they're, and they're out there. But they, yeah. you're right; they are uh, as a movement. They do individual, random, horrible crimes. Yes, but as do. a movement, you know, like the Klan fifty years ago or hundred years ago. No, it's it's not no. the case. That's a good point. If there yeah. really were white supremacist groups that were were one prevalent and two uh, a substantial danger, the left wouldn't need to trot out these pretenders who. You, you could disagree with on this, that, the other thing, but race is not part of their ideology. And they would have came up by now. There's a comedian called um, uh, Nick Nick DiPaolo. He's very funny. I've had contact with him, by the way, and he won't have me on because he's too scared. But whatever. Any any you know any DiPaolo fans out there? It, it's true. He he is too scared. But anyway, besides that, he said a, an old cop of uh, a friend of his said the white supremacists they're they're plotting. They're gonna come. You know, this is last year. After the riots, they said they're going to come out. They're going to make some damage. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. If they were ever going to come out, if they were ever going to come out after eight months of rioting in the name of, you know, black racism and, and black lives and Antifa and leftism, if they were ever going to come out, it probably would have been last year. I would imagine if, 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 if it was a viable group of, you know, a mass group of white supremacists out there to try to push back against the racism of the other races. I mean. You know, so I just and now yeah, that's a good point. Also, yeah, if, and if, if, like, Richard, I'm not sure if they exist. You know, at this point, yeah, it's a good point, Bosh. If, if because if Richard Spencer, who is a white supremacist, if he had a powerful group behind him, he probably because they say you know white lives matter and things yes. like that, they probably would have been out in the street. You know, like in Charlottesville, the, that massive that riot in August 2017 was it? Uh, it was a massive riot, but. The best I can make out, you know, the, the Unite the Right uh, <laughs> rally, 
the American Nazi Party, the Klan. The best I can make out, there was like several hundred, you know, white supremacists there. I don't that's know. All were, that's all they were able to muster. That's all they were able, able to and muster. And Richard Spets had a larger group. He probably would have opposed the Black Lives Matter riots, but he's too, he's too chicken bleep to do it because he doesn't have it. There's not a large enough gang. He's a marginal figure that the left tried to trot out there as the voice and face of this movement. You know, he was he was interviewed on Salon, on CNN, on a lot of these major networks. The right didn't interview him. The, the, the right, you know, they they were, they didn't want to deal with him. And he said at one point to a salon, you know, Richard Spencer, he says, we have to look good. We have to look good. He said, because no one is going to want to join a movement that is crazed or ugly or vicious or just stupid. I mean, it's a racist, white supremacist, you know, group. And he thinks that they can look respectable. Now, he denies, yeah, yeah, yeah. He denies the idea that he's racist. He denies the idea that he's racist. He says, no, no, no. That's just a term that just they throw at me. Well, he is. He is racist. He does see the white race. He wants a white, white ethno state. He wants to yes. exclude all other yeah. races. And then also to rationalize his racism, he said, well, look, all these groups are getting together and they're celebrating their own race, so it's time for us to do what we know with ours. You know, It's like, no, that, it, it means nothing. It means it doesn't unify people, even if even if other races do it. What that 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 justifies it? No. By the way, messages we got one from Lisa, but that's it uh, so far. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. Last our last show we had like dozens. Of, last oh, two shows on we had the more and more Rucka. than we've had. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's up with the chat, guys. If you're out there. You know, watching, we, we appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. Let us know you're out there if you have any questions or comments. Uh, but yeah, we only have the one that one comment bingo from from Lisa Jackson. Let me, let me say on your on your wall, you have seven comments right now. All I have is one, so this is clearly being on my wall. So my wall is clearly not getting any. So sorry. Last week, my wall got the more than ever. I mean, you got 170 comments. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, uh, on my on my Facebook wall, who who are the people who have uh, Let's comments? Let's see. Um, Eric, uh, Paul Saunders. Paul Saunders is a good is a good yeah. friend of mine. I think so far just those two, but there were seven seven comments. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully, hopefully they'll show up. Thanks uh, for uh, commenting, Lisa. Uh, believe me, I I do appreciate, it, but I just. We'd like some, you know, give and take here. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, what, what did Paul Saunders say? What's 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 uh, his comment? Because he's he's a very, very smart guy. He's a scientist and a, and a long time objective. I, I my 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 glasses. One second, do you mind? Nah, I don't mind. I'll I'll hold down the fort, Bosh. Because we're we're getting we're getting to the contenders, the real the real white supremacist groups, yeah. and we're gonna you know and and some of it. Some of it is is so crazy that it's actually comical. But okay, so uh, Paul says, Andy, after the post, including the announcement of this program, counted down to zero, your show did not show up. I had to refresh my screen and fish around to find you in Bosch. Huh? Oh, we man. have all we have all kinds of technical. Uh, yeah. Issues. Yes, we uh, do. All right. Well, we we'll just we we'll just have to keep going back to our tech guy and seeing if we can if we can repair it. But it, but anyhow. Let's uh, so keep them cards and letters coming, guys. Was it Dean Martin? I think you used to say that. Let us uh, let us know you're you're watching, listening, and and tell us your you know what you think. So, yeah, abs absolutely. So the contenders, the 
even the name, these names make my hair stand on it. Oh, the, yeah. the, the Aryan Brotherhood. Now, this is a white supremacist, neo-Nazi organization. And they're largely a prison gang, from what I, from what I can make out. Prison gang, I'm, I'm just going by their Wikipedia page. Uh, prison gang and organized crime syndicate. Hmm. This is what the Nazis have been reduced to. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's not funny. But uh, and and they they estimate fifteen to twenty thousand members nationwide, both in prison and and out. And, and have you ever heard of this group before? I never heard about it until you mentioned it to me. I never heard about it. No, I uh, as a few months ago I did a little, when we were you know we were discussing white supremacists right. on the show, so I did a little research, and and that's the first I encountered with uh, of the yes. Aryan the Aryan Brotherhood. But the name, you know, is certainly appropriate for you know white supremacist neo-Nazi organization. Yep. They're basically thugs. I mean, they, they engage in you know in, in all the thuggeries that other criminals do: drug dealing, extortion, murder for hire. You know that you know that kind of stuff. And in prison, from what I can gather, they they band together against their arch enemy, the black gangs, and. Right. And, and very often uh, they're allied with the Latino gangs. I guess the Latino gangs think the black gangs are more their enemy than the than the white gangs. I Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. Uh, and they're, and they're responsible. The Aryan brother are responsible for a lot of murders inside the joint. In, you know, inside. Oh, okay. So I'm reading this stuff. I'm thinking, Bosh, God. If I'm ever going to be convicted to the point where I have to go to prison, I'm going to jump off a bridge first sooner than be with these guys. You know, the black gangs, Latino gangs, the white supremacist gangs. These guys are all murderers. Absolutely bad guys. I mean, that's all. Yeah. And they're racist and they're, you know, they're, I mean, they're, 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 they're tribal, clearly, when, when you go to prison, you know, to save their asses, literally, against uh, whatever gang wants to rape them. You know, yeah, they, right. Right. Well, uh, well, killer. Interesting that one of the major, uh, such as they are, major white supremacist organizations is largely a prison gang and, yes. and, and crime syndicate. They're, 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 they're not out marching in the streets for the national socialism. No, they're not pushing. They're dealing drugs. They're yeah. dealing drugs and they're criminals. Yeah, they're criminals. And they're bad guys. Yeah, clearly, and they're racist and all that. But again, they they are as they're they're marginal in terms of a major threat to, across country they're criminals they do kill people they are murderers no doubt about it but in terms of the threat that they're trying to create no and again the whole point i think is just to prove the fact that it is complete mythology here it is the left needs to vilify those who oppose them as racist even though they're not but they need to vilify them and then again when they can't find them what do they say whiteism you know everything whiteness that is racist <laughs> racist just being white is racist you know and they'll they'll accuse larry elder of being the black face of white supremacy that, i mean andrew that's babylon b stuff i mean yeah, it's yeah, it is, that is. and <laughs> but you know what i mean larry elder but it, but it was the la times the la times actually LA said times. When they they doubled down on it, and then they quoted Newsom as saying something like he's against uh, diversity and racial justice, and you know, I, I mean, you want to get in the mud like that. Larry Elder is probably too sweet of a guy, but get in the mud. Call these guys a racist that they are, Larry. But Larry, I don't think he would go there. But you got to go there. 
You got to go there because they called you the white face of, uh, you know, the black face of white supremacy. You have to go there and call them out and call them, they call the LA Times a racist rag because that's what they are. It's a racist rag. And he wouldn't do that. I don't and, do and, a, and a, a white woman in a gorilla mask throwing, throwing an egg at, at Larry and those. It, 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 I mean, you can't make this stuff up. The gorilla no, mask. I'll I bet you anything. I, I don't know who, who she is. But that's the kind of stuff Antifa does. I wouldn't be surprised if she's an Antifa. No. We keep finding out the members of Antifa. Do you, do you remember the story where the guy went into this one? Uh, it was a pool area in, in a bathroom with women, young girls. He walked in there completely naked. Completely naked. You find out after the fact, he was Antifa. After the fact. You found out that this latest transgender MMA fighter who beat up this one woman, right? A yeah, big, that, was, that was horrible. He's that's Antifa. Horrible. He's Antifa. Was that right? Yes, is he former U.S. military? Uh, uh, may, maybe, but he's Antifa. Okay. So, so what I'm saying is they, it keeps coming out that these guys are affiliated with Antifa, these bad guys, yeah. you know? And again, beating up a woman to a pulp, I mean, I yeah, just... Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, I can't believe... It's so irrational to, to let men participate in women's sports in the first place. It's but to do it, to do it in, in mixed martial arts or ultimate fighting or everything, you're asking for some, for some woman to be beaten to a pulp. The edge, they have, the edge they have is monumental. I mean, they have they can pummel them. They can pummel. Yeah, he's, he's much bigger and stronger than she is. Anyway, sorry, but yeah. But, they, but it's interesting. The left, one place where they're right, you know, even if it's well, one place where they're right is when they talk about domestic abuse and you know the men beating women and everything, and it's horrible. You know, guys okay. beat their their wives or girlfriends. It's absolutely yeah. horrible. They're they're right about that issue. But then they go around and say, yeah, let's let men and, and women get in the ring together and, and great fight. Point. Great point. Simple, but great point because the fact is it's true. And and to to rah-rah it also. It's like, yeah. oh, yes, this is for what? For what? Yeah, it's a real victory for transgender. And, it's and what it is. It's, it's, some, true. it's true. Some, poor, some poor woman gets beaten to a pulp. And you know what? And what is that's what That's what Jason Hill said, you remember? Yes. And he said, he said the, the the goal of this movement is, is men who just want to, what did he crush women? Isn't that what he said is where they want to crush yeah, women? And you know what? There's truth to it because the fact is that's what they're actually doing. They are men. They are beating up women to a pulp and they can do it to be recognized as these great heroes instead of just being arrested. So like, you right. know what? Yeah, right. I can get an award and make money off this. Oh, beating, beating women. Yeah. Beating women. It's, uh, it's, it's weird. It and the story. left celebrates. What a victory for transgender. That's horrible. It's just, hey, hey, all right, all right, let's move on to different horror. So, so yeah. eventually we'll get to the Klan and the American Nazi Party and everything. But the uh, Aryan Nations is a is another white supremacist. That I've never heard of before, but go on. Yeah, Aryan Nations, they're headquartered out in uh, Idaho, I think, somewhere out there. Um, and uh, what, what, like, I'm just looking look at my I, I mean, my notes here. Headquarters in, for many years in in, in Idaho. I think going back to the late seventies. The leader was a was a dude named Richard Gert Butler. And they again the Wikipedia page. When he died in 2004, they estimated that the Aryan nations had 200 active members. 200. 200. Not 200,000. 200, 200. That's how many active members they estimated in, in Aryan nations. Uh, you know, it's, again, it's a white supremacist, definitely a white supremacist organization. Sure. But it's it's tiny. 
uh, and, and it's in freaking Idaho. Not that I want to denigrate Idaho. It's a beautiful state, but uh, it's 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 way it's way out of the way in a rural area. But but anyway, the key point is they are white supremacists, but it's a very tiny uh, organization. Now let's get to the Klan. Yes. We talked about the contenders. Now the Klan, of course, has had your little research shows us the Klan has had three three iterations of it. The, you know, the the first Klan was shortly after the Civil War designed to terrorize you know blacks who were gaining you know who were gaining rights as american citizens and republicans who wanted to you know protect uh blacks and they were a brutal terrorist organization the Klan's second iteration around the time of world war one uh, was it 19 1915 to 1944 is uh is what what i read had and i've read this in other sources but something like three to six million the Klan had in the nineteen in the mid nineteen twenties, nineteen twenty four, nineteen twenty five, the Klan peaked uh, at, at three to six billion, and the white population in the United States that was roughly ninety five million. So that's wow. a that's a big yeah. chunk of it's the white population. Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, it's that's shocking. a racist army. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know the third. Iteration was the Black Lives Matter, right? That's because that's you know, leftist. <laughs> you know, the, when uh, there was that white race riot in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the in the early nineteen twenties, uh, you know, I, I remember reading about this a few years ago. There had been an influx of uh, Southerners, you know, years before that, who had sided, you know, whose families had sided with the Confederacy, and were you know, and bitter anti-black racists, yeah. and and the and the Klan grew powerful in Oklahoma in, in in those years. And these were these were the racists who burned down the Greenwood sector, thriving, bustling black business section in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, but yeah, could you imagine three to six million? And I read that this is from again from the Klan's Wikipedia page, but I cited this on the show a number of times in the past from. That leftist rag, the Atlantic, mm -hmm. because you know the Atlantic a couple of years ago had a had an uh, an article on on the Klan, and they also said there were you know there were several there were millions several millions of the Klan members in the in the hundred years ago in the early nineteen twenties out of like ninety five million white Americans. Now that's scary. <laughs> now, that's, now you know if people leading politicians uh, who was president then Calvin Coolidge maybe or Warren Harding. Uh, I think Harding and then Coolidge, right? Uh, if they had said white supremacists are the major threat in the United right. States today, there would, right. have been, it would have been a lot of truth to that. Because sure. These guys terrorized black communities. Well, and they murdered, well, they murdered you know, black American citizens by, you know, they, let's put that way. They, yeah. Lynching them, yeah. raping them, and yeah, absolutely. It's just it's horrific. hundred years ago, that claim would have been true. Yeah. You're right. Good point because it's true, and, and they were an actual threat. They were there were millions in a number. That's a huge army. I mean, that's that's like an army, yeah. and it was yeah. mainstream. I mean, in that in, in those areas, it was mainstream clearly. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but okay, uh, let's, let's, I'm going to write something down now. Today, again, I get this from different sources. One is from the Anti Defamation League. Who's you know is not again not is a leftist organization not the most reliable source but also from uh, Wikipedia that today the clan that 
I, I believe if somebody out there in freedom of speech land wants to wants to Google this, I want to Google this, but you know, in, in the time coming up to the show, the, the, what, what, what the census said on the white population in the United States today, I, I believe it's too, what I, what I read in the past, it was that the white population in America today was 234 million. That sounds right. I mean, it does sound right. Out of about 330, you know, million, million people. Yeah. Uh, so what is, what is, uh, what does Google say? It says here, sorry. Again, well, I think I think it was like 234 million, including including white Latinos. I think when we include white Latinos, and if they're white, then they're white. Right. Then then it, then it was 234 million was the, the number I remember. That sounds yeah, 236 yeah, 236 million here according to this one. Uh, people people also ask it, it was on Wikipedia. Sorry, on uh, Google slash Wikipedia. Anyway, it says here two hundred thirty-six million. Okay, so okay. that's even that's even more. Seventy percent of the population. Seventy seventy percent. How much? Seventy-two uh, percent. Yeah, that's, that's what I that's what I remember reading. Seventy-two or seventy-three percent of the population. It says, yeah, well, the two thousand twenty, according to two thousand twenty census. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, and according to one, the Anti Defamation League a couple of years ago, and two, Wikipedia page. The 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 third iteration of the clan today, the the population of the clan is roughly five to eight thousand. Five to eight thousand. Still, that's a lot. I mean, even to get yeah. one, still you got millions to five to eight thousand. It's a huge drop. A huge. Yeah. While the white population hugely increased. Exactly right. Ninety-five million to two hundred and thirty some odd. Uh, huge, some odd million. huge difference. Yeah, well, yeah, which is good. I mean, five to eight thousand is five to eight thousand too many racists, but yes. still, it shows the diminution of their influence. And also, you know, the the lack of mainstream. I mean, they are on the outskirts of society. They are completely shunned. There's no mainstream outlet that would ever have them on ever. I mean, uh, what years ago they were on Geraldo and they got into a fist fight, something like that. Remember that Geraldo got his yeah. nose. That was 20, 20, 30 years ago at least. But what I'm saying is, you don't, you don't, ha you don't have them with with uh, Cooper, with Anderson Cooper. You don't have them with um, Gary. Says that 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 they're that they're in hiding. I don't know. I mean, I think if they were in hiding, they would have came out at least the last summer to try to prove their existence. Say, you know what, we're here, and we want to push back against this Black Lives Matter thing. You know, why wouldn't they do that if there were if they were you know big in number. They probably would have a race war, you know. That's, I mean, that's what they live for, right? You know, our race is better, better than yours, and we'll prove it on record. Yeah, and, 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 and Gary, um, if they're in hiding, you know, we need evidence that they exist. Right. If they're in hiding, I mean, just you know, yeah, we can yeah. assume that they're hiding, but where yeah, are they? We can speculate that they're hiding. We could guess that they're hiding, but we, we know need that evidence they that they exist. We never denied their existence ever. It's just the point about what kind of threat are they today? That's the yeah. question. How prevalent are they and how and how widespread? How the widespread are they? How prevalent is the threat? The left says Biden says according to according to uh, all the intelligence agencies, they are our greatest threat. They right. are our greatest threat. As he keeps saying that like a mantra. Now now he hasn't said that after Afghanistan as much. He hasn't said that after the you know his his shoving mandates down down our throats. He hasn't said that since. Because it's, I think it's too embarrassing to say at this point. And by the way, 
they didn't let him speak on 9-11, uh, you know, when it was Pennsylvania. He went to Pennsylvania, New York, and Washington. They didn't let him speak. His his crew said, <laughs> we're not going to let this guy speak because he's so embarrassing, you know. But, you know, in terms of white supremacists, he was friends with uh, Robert Byrd. That was, a, that was his mentor, as he called him. His uh, mentor. Yeah, clan. Absolutely. Right. And anyway, we anyway we, we know the Klan exists, but it's how it's how widespread it is today. We know white supremacists exist. A couple of points we've mentioned on this show many times that bastard Dylan Roof, you know, yes. who who was a white supremacist, no doubt. And, and, she, and in June of 2015 went into that black church in Charleston, South Carolina, shot it up, and murdered nine innocent people. So you with, know, we, with the intent to start some kind of race war, I think, according to some of the uh, texts that he was. Uh, I guess putting out there, you know, with the intent to start some, some some kind of race war. Clearly, the race war didn't start, but you know, people can argue. Well, maybe the reaction Black Lives Black Lives Matter that was a reaction to that. Who knows? I mean, I just know that it came under Obama, and Obama stoked it and stoked it. Well, stoked Black Lives Matter was created after Trayvon Martin was killed yeah. by Ju- by George Zimmerman in self in self defense. Yeah, and then it blew up under Michael Brown. Yeah, that's right. When Darren Wilson, Officer Darren Wilson, shot Michael Brown again in self-defense, and I mean uh, Shelby Steele's excellent film "What Killed Michael Brown," you know he he quoted some of the eyewitnesses as that said, you know the you know the hands up, don't shoot mantra was mythology that Michael Brown was advancing on the on the officer when he went in deep, uh, you know Steele. He went in deep in that story, and he he at first was like, "Wow, this is terrible," but let me find out we know what actually happened. That's what any kind of you know any honest person does, right? They, you know, right. And let, let me make a bring up another example here because you know I do the hero show. You you know used to be with John Hersey and now it's with Robert Begley. Uh, and going back to last year, we we did a we did an interview with Daryl Davis. And I, I don't know if our audience you know knows who Daryl Davis is, but he's a black American musician. You know, in 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 the Maryland area, I believe. And he has befriended, I guess is the right word. Yes. Yes. He flipped. Yeah. He's befriended. The Klan is still around, without a doubt. He's befriended these guys uh, and with the intention and successfully of showing them that their racist ideas are wrong. And I don't remember how many Klan members have resigned from the Klan because of their friendship with Daryl Davis. He has scalps slash hoods. Yeah, you know, hoods and robes in his exactly. in his closet and that clan, retiring clan members, resigning clan members gave to him. And he's heroic, no doubt about it. He yeah. goes into fire, but these guys also tells you the weakness of the KKK today as well. That they're even willing to even speak to him and be flipped. Exactly. And be so there's exactly. that there's that aspect also, you know. Exactly. That was that was the point that, that the exact point that I was getting to. You're exactly right, Bush. Hundred years ago, when the clan was fervent, <laughs> yeah, they probably they, they probably would have killed him. Absolutely, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And would have got away with it. On top. Oh yeah, in the in the Jim Crow South, yeah, no no white. I don't think any white man would be convicted uh, for killing a black, no matter how, no matter how you know, overtly murderous the killing the killing was. And that was systemic racism at that point in that in that part of the yeah, country. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, they let exactly. they, they let people murder blacks. You know. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's a good point. The the Klan members today, 
they're still bad guys. And they may still be violent, although you know, Dylan Roof certainly. certainly they can be reasoned out of it. They can be reasoned out of it. You know, that's, that's yeah, some of them, some of them anyway. Some of them, some of them. The ones that the ones that he was able to get the uh, the hoods from. Yeah, well, he's got a lot. I think he said two hundred. I, I mean, it's it's like whoa. So again, either he's a great you know convincer, or they're just soft or. Well, he's he's a he's a boogie woogie. Uh, is, it, is he a pianist? I think I think he's a pianist. He's a, he's a boogie woogie piano player. He's a he's, yeah, he. I mean, he's played. You know, who's I mean, he's played with BB King, I think, with wow. with, with with Jerry Lee Lewis. I mean, you know, he's so he's you know, a very he's a successful musician. That's yeah. Yeah, and, he, and I, I'm assuming he's, he's he's very good. So he bonded with these clan members in in playing music in the bar. They came up to him and said, you know, and they, they oh, that was the base. Music, yeah, that was the right. Music right. is a universal language. It absolutely is. There's no doubt about it. Like, it I think I think I think art more broadly, art, sports, even. I mean, you know, in this country, it's a it's a connector. It connects people. It really does. Yeah, and and Daryl Davis told the story. You know, they, they connected over music and became friends with these clan members. And eventually, they realized their racist beliefs are just false, and they resigned from the clan and gave gave him their robes. Uh, so, so he went to meet like the Grand Wizard or whatever, whatever these these ridiculous names. Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. <laughs> he went to meet. You know, and his 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 buddies, former clan members, said, "Don't meet with this guy. He'll kill you." Wow. So, so Daryl Davis is like you, Bosh. He's a courageous dude. Except I, you probably wouldn't meet with, uh, with no with, with, with ISIS. Book a mosque to draw, you know, Muhammad. I wouldn't do that even. No, even that no, I wouldn't do. No, no, I no, I hear you. But um, but he went. He, he set up a meeting. He had his wow. secretary. He set up a meeting with his leader of the clan. Agreed. The meeting. The leader. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his secretary was white. And if I remember, it's the hero show. Is it's up, it's up on YouTube. We didn't get deplatformed. It's up on YouTube. You can go. You can anybody go up there and watch watch the episode. I interviewed with Daryl Davis last year. His his secretary's white. I don't. I, if I remember, correctly, I don't think she mentioned it was it was a black guy. And, and oh, so you know, he comes into the, the motel room with his bodyguard, and you know, is 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 packing. And, you know, and, and there was some tense moments. Daryl Davis said, but eventually they got to talking. And I don't, I don't know. They just it, over time they connected, and I'm pretty sure he, he taught, through his friendship with Daryl Davis, he got this grand cyclops or whatever his title was, one of the leaders of the clan, who realized his racist beliefs was just just false, and he resigned from the clan. Where's the movie of this guy? I mean, yeah. truly, I yeah. want to watch that movie. I want to watch that movie. Daryl Davis, a hero, that, and nobody, was- nobody even heard of him. Nobody knows who he is. The That's NAACP what? condemns him. Oh, you know, sleeping, with the, enemy, sleeping with the enemy probably kind oh. of kind of issue. And, but but Daryl Davis's response was something like this: He said, "I got two hundred hoods and robes in my closet. How many does the NAACP have?" Awesome, awesome response. Good guy, and he, and he's definitely a hero. And I want to I want to watch that movie. I don't watch. Uh, the uh, Klansman, the black Klansman that Spike Lee made, they try to connect to some. Anyway, he's an idiot. Yeah, or, or, or straight out, straight out of Compton, we're going to no, glorify these these rapper, these rapper thugs. Please, I want to watch this movie. That is something absolutely worth worth watching. Hopefully, some producer hooks up with them because that's, I mean, that even a documentary. You know, if they make them 
like like a, a fiction movie, fine. But even a documentary would be great. This guy deserves that. I'm glad you guys interviewed him. I missed that one. I got to watch that one. Yeah, uh, Daryl Davis is a real hero. My sister, Amy Nacer, was the first one to tell me about Daryl Davis a couple of years ago at, at, at Glowcon. Uh, I had never heard of him either. Yeah. So I immediately looked him up, and we started the Hero Show. I said to John Hersey, let's see if we can get Daryl Davis on the show. He charged us a fee. Well, it was it was reasonable. It was certainly worth it to have him on, and it was and and it was great. He's a awesome. real he's he's a, he's a real hero. But you're he's right. You, yeah, yeah. They, you're you're a good point. The Klan is still a, a vicious racist organization, but they're not as inveterate. They're just not as dyed no. in the wool as they were 100 years ago. If they could be talked out of it by friendship with a black dude. That's what I'm saying. They could be reasoned out of it, and the, the old ones couldn't be, clearly. I, mean, clearly. I doubt it, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's one or two on the fringe, but the hardcore leaders of the Klan, the, the, no. the trend of a, a white, I mean, a black man, you know, and then and then leave the, the organization, that, that's that's going to be pretty rare. But today, there's I think there's several hundred that, that Daryl Davis has, has that's turned. A flip. He's flipped. Yes. Uh, okay. So several thousand clan members out of 200, five to 8,000, you know, best estimate out of 234 million white Americans. And they're not, you know, back in the day, Bush, I mean, they used to call Birmingham, Alabama, Bombingham, you know, because they blew up black churches, schools, homes, they killed, blew up they little terrorist group. I mean, they were a terrorist uh, yeah. group. There's no doubt about it, a, a racist terrorist group. That's what they were. That's what they were. And, uh, and yeah, murders blow, blow up you know, like like the jihadists. They blow up little kids, you know, black kids, and and consider that they've done a great day's work. And you know, and they're still condemned today when they're they're not on the scene. And Black Lives Matter is allowed to murder and burn down the way the KKK did, and they don't get any any kind of uh, you know condemnation on the left. They're they get a pass on that actually. They they get a pass on it. Because of racial, you know, violence from years ago. Well, you know, where we are truly through that, we have truly gone, we have transcended that point to the point now where blacks can do whatever they want. They truly can. They truly can. They have the freedom to be whoever they want, and um, it's just tragic that this whole idea is, you know, pushed down our throats. That if, if blacks act a certain way, if they act like criminals, that's okay because of of of, of our past. No, I don't accept that. I can them as criminals. I don't. Even, I don't yeah. even when they murder other blacks, never mind when they murder whites. They don't. They don't, do. they, don't get, they don't get. Yeah, but most Which of their they, victims. Most of their victims are black. Which is routine, and that's uh, that's an issue that that you've written about and you read about in your stories. Also, is this whole idea of of just I don't know to see blacks as uh, as tools by the left. That is. To not do anything to fix the uh, ghettos, nothing to perpetuate them, and that's that's what comes out of it naturally. I mean, that's what yeah, that's, yeah. There's no we, we've discussed that on the show before. We we, yeah. we need to keep we need to come back to it. The left's racism, how the welfare state is is murdering Black Americans, and the left the left's responsible for it, and they nobody seems to be contrite or remorseful or talk about nothing. it or, or want to change. The only, people, the only people who talk about it are people like Thomas Sowell, the late great Walter Williams, you know, you know Shelby Steele, people, you know, Larry Elder, people like that talk, talk about it. On the left, what do they say? Crickets. No. There's, there's silence. And that just tells you how callous they are about uh, human life, you know, when it comes to, to, to black people. That's, yeah. that's why they're racist. I mean, that's why. Right, right. 
you, as you pointed out, systemic leftism is the problem. It is. Uh, in, in Larry Elder's great film, Uncle Tom, which I strongly recommend, uh, you, you know, about the, the birth of and rise of a black conservative movement. Right. I think it's Candace Owens who says, they use the term liberal. For, I don't use the term liberal. No. Because I'm, I'm a liberal, a supporter of liberty for the leftist. But, but what, what, she, what she was saying is, you know, the real danger to, to, to blacks is liberal supremacy. Which you, and, and that's, and that, yeah, yeah I, wrote, I wrote that essay, leftist supremacy, yeah. not white supremacy, yeah. is, the, is the gravest threat to black lives. It's true. Let's get, back to the, let's get back to the white supremacists. Yep. So, how about the American Nazi Party, Bosh? The American Nazi Party. Now, that's pretty explicit. Yeah. The American Nazi Party. And so, we're talking millions, right? I mean, yeah, we're talking... Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they rule the country, right? Yeah. At their height in 1967, before their leader, George Lincoln Rockwell, was assassinated by a disgruntled member of the group, uh, at the height their their membership was estimated at 500. 500, this is even yeah. in the 60s. Yeah, in the yeah. 60s, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, now there's splinter groups that call themselves Nazi this and Nazi that. But the best I can make out, I didn't try and track them all down because there's a number of them and they're small. And they're small. But their membership, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is minuscule. Yeah. Uh, and I don't hear about them and they're not out burning down our cities like Antifa and uh, you know, Black Lives Matter. You know, when, what was his name? T Tony Temper, that, that white dude the cops killed in Dallas a few years ago. Um, with the neck, with a knee on the neck? Yeah, on his yeah. back, I think. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, everybody, I think you could watch the video. The video yes. is up on, uh, up on the internet. Tony Temper, T-I-M-P-A. Uh, the cops aren't... Uh, no one knows way. No one knows the name, by the way. No one right. knows the Yeah. Right. The Nazis will say stuff like, you know, Richard Spencer and these, these white ethno-state advocates will say stuff like white lives matter. But anyhow, the, the cops had their, their weight on, on the dude's back for, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 minutes, something like that. And the guy died. Now, he was on drugs. I don't yeah. know so if he died from... Mike George Floyd. He was, he was on drugs. Yeah, George Floyd was on drugs. Yeah. Cops, shouldn't, I mean, cops shouldn't be trained not to have their weight on somebody's back or neck for yeah. 10 minutes or more because clearly somebody could suffocate you know that way but you know it's police brutality but yeah there's i mean if the american nazis and the Klan were you know viable terrorist organizations like they used to be or at least the Klan certainly was there'd be white lives matter riots in the streets you know yeah. just like their black lives matter riots. there aren't there aren't Sometimes you have to look at what doesn't happen exactly right because they they if they were a force in, in, in this country if they were hiding as uh, as uh, Gary says they would have exploded on the scene after that they would have exploded because they, they would have seen it as a racial attack in, in, in their own twisted minds but you're right uh, because that's what happened with the Black Lives Matter they exploded yeah, yeah, yeah after the explosion came after Michael Brown was killed and it was actually a self defense so. By, by they the lied, you know, hands up, don't shoot. Yeah, that's 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 mythology. Complete lie, yeah. And they made that movie, The Hate You Give. Hollywood made that that propaganda film, The Hate You Give, which is just again based on that that dishonesty. Yeah. But yeah. The, 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 today, for the last few years, the the relentless anti-white rhetoric coming from the yeah. left should be galvanizing these guys. They should be marching in the streets and burning that, stuff down. White lives matter, you bastard! Stop dissing us. Hundred percent, 
and they're trying to bring it up. And I know the left's like, where the hell are these guys? Yeah. Where, where are you? Come on, man. I mean, yeah. we, we can't keep saying that they're the ultimate threat. We can't. Yeah. We're instigating the hell out of you. Now, come on, rise up so we can justify our claim that white supremacists are the real danger. 100%. They're like, what the hell? I mean, come on. We've been talking about this for years. I mean, wait, is there one? Uh oh. Maybe there's not, you know. All right. So, uh, okay. So, by the way, before we get to the skinheads, um, so Nazis. Here's yeah. an interesting thing about the Nazis. So, George Lincoln Rockwell. Uh, was the founder of the American Nazi Party back in the day? He got he actually got kicked out of the he, he actually got kicked out of the U.S. Navy because of his oh. Nazi because of his Nazi beliefs in the fifties and sixties. I mean, it was still fresh, you know, the war. So people were like, "What the hell is this guy? I mean, who the hell is he?" Yeah, yeah what a Nazi in the U.S. Navy in the nineteen late nineteen fifties. No way. Yeah, but but anyhow. Uh, the interesting thing was, I remember reading about this a few years ago, was that Rockwell and his gang, the American Nazis, used to meet, have meetings, at several, several of them, I think, with Elijah Muhammad, you know, the, the head of the NOI, the Nation of, of yes. the Black Muslims. Yes. Um, think about that also. I mean, racist, racists, they have a, they have a, a clearly a connection. They're both racists. Yeah, and, and they and they both want to segregate the races. Absolutely right. So they want to work together. Yeah, and they can tolerate each other's existence. It's like, hey, man, we're racist. You're racist. Let's just separate ourselves and let's work together. Doing that, it's amazing. Yeah, and they, they did. Yeah, it is amazing. They yeah. say politics makes strange bedfellows. They had several meetings on uh, plan out how we're going to divide up the country so that there's <laughs> there's a you know part of the country is for is for Black Americans, well, the other part of the country well, is for White well, Americans. But also. Presuming that they're a force in this country, they weren't a force, and they weren't a force at that time. They were just completely marginalized. <laughs> That's, you're right, exactly. I mean, a few hundred. There's I don't, 1960s. What was the population of the United States then? 200 I million. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. 200 million, maybe. Yeah, okay, uh, 180 million. I don't know. But there are a few hundred Nazis. Yep. There are probably a few hundred, you know, NOI, Nation of, of Islam members. Right. Did, uh, somehow delusional these guys. Did they, they really are. think they had a chance to convince? Millions and millions and millions of black Americans and white Americans. Oh, yeah, we got to segregate the races. The blacks are going to all live, you know, east of the Mississippi, and the whites are going to you know, move to live west of the Mississippi. I mean, I mean, I mean so how delusional they are. They even planned this out. How, you know, obviously, the overwhelming majority of the American population are going to tell them, go kiss them. It's like, you guys are not in control of anything, not even of your own gang. I mean, People are killing your own members. So we, yeah, Rockwell was assassinated by a by exactly. a woman, a, a, a disgruntled Nazi. Malcolm I, X was assassinated I, by NOI members, probably initiated by Elijah Muhammad. Probably. Uh, so, so because they felt for together, they felt he was getting soft, wasn't he? He was starting to evolve. He was starting yeah. to about things outside of the race issue, you know. Yeah, he he was starting to accept white people because. Exactly. When he was at Mecca, he met people from your part of the world, Bosh, you know, Albanians and you know, white white He's Muslims from you know, from from Eastern and Central Europe. And, and he was like a revelation to him. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's how stupid he was, really, though. I mean, yeah, intellectual. Think about this also, though. If that guy could have transcended that, he could have been a real value. He was a very articulate, you know. Well, he was trended in the right direction. He's a very he smart guy. He was. It's yeah, Malcolm X. Malcolm X might have went on to do great things if he had not heard. But he but I think that in his autobiography, he he predicts 
that Elijah Muhammad's going to have him killed, mostly because he was becoming so, partly because he was moving away from racism, right. but mostly because he was becoming so popular amongst the NOI that he threatened uh, yeah. Elijah Muhammad's uh, position. Uh, power. Yeah. Right. yeah. He, he was a popular figure. He, he definitely was. Yeah, very charismatic. He was intelligent. Yeah, he might have. He, he was trending in, away from racism. And if he if he had lived, he was killed. He was, I think he was still in his thirties. Was murdered. I think he was still in his thirties. He might have. He might have went on to do you know, really positive things. And you know, know, a lot, you know, know, about the insiders. I mean, he he could have said a lot as an, as a former insider from that from the racial movement from, from the religious movement. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, there, there was something about him. there was a dignity about him as well. And when he called out leftists as the most racist, he did say that. I yeah. think he called liberals at that point, which they were leftists, but he did say that and he did warn future generations about them. And he was right. He, he was absolutely right about that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's you know, tragic at many levels that he was murdered, but yeah. uh, now skinheads. I haven't heard, I've, I haven't heard much about the skinheads in not decades. In years. I used to see in New York sometimes, uh, Jack boots, uh, bald, uh, leather, a few guys here and there, but never more than that. So they're, 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 they're like the background, like, you know what I mean? In New York, you have anything and everything, especially in the 80s, I mean, 90s, you just go out there and whatever. So they, they were out there, but as a force, no. They were more, they were like a, it was a fashion thing in a lot of ways. It really was. Some punks getting together, shaving, shaving all their heads off and wearing certain clothes and wearing jack boots. Now, they, they, they did espouse uh, a racist ideology, at least some of them, didn't they? I think they sure, did. but I, think they did. I don't know how serious they were. I mean, did you see the movie American, uh, what was it, um, Edward Norton? What was it called? Um, damn it, it was pretty good. American History X. American History X. I, rem I remember it, but I didn't see it, no. It's, it's pretty good. Basically, they were skinheads. They were skinheads. And he had a, a swastika tattoo, and he left it. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but he let he leaves the movement and learns, you know, and tries to fight against it because his brother's caught up into it. Good, good movie about about that. But yeah, they were skinheads. They were young punks. Uh, a force in the in the country? Absolutely not. It was a small minority, a small gang. Uh, he talked up Hitler, talked up you know America, this and that, the Jews, this and that. But he ended up. Uh, he was a good actor, Edward Norton. He he really yeah. was. I don't know what he's doing now, but he is a he. He is a good actor. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, Andrew, did you see them around New York at all? I mean, yes, were, yes, yeah. but I, I small, small numbers, a few dozen. Mm -hmm. I know. I don't think I even saw a hundred no. of them. And they were, they, were they violent? I don't. I don't remember. They maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember them burning, burning, looting, rioting. They weren't even looking for trouble. I mean, I, I remember you know coming across all kinds of you know gangs and groups and this and that just walking right through them i mean I, you know there was, there was no beef you know from from the average person that they wanted you know take out over so there there's that aspect also they were just again it was a, a group identity thing a fashion thing for some of them i believe i really do they, they want to be part of something you know and most of them were kids who very possibly outgrew it when they when they, as they got older you know i imagine i went to work actually got a job it, it must have been embarrassing to me after a while like but you know what the hell am i doing this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I never got, I, I didn't look up their numbers then or, or now, but I never got the impression that they were 
widespread even you know 30, 30 years ago when you used to hear more about them than than today but today like you said i haven't heard anything about skinheads in a long time not a long time not a long time that's true i haven't seen them i haven't heard them now i moved across country here and there but i, I just in new york i remember seeing them uh out west not really i don't remember seeing them i don't in new york i do remember though i do yeah i've but, seen i've seen them in new york but 30 you're talking 30 years ago yeah exactly. late 1980s early 1990s that's, exactly. that's when I, I remember it i remember them too i remember i went to a cbgb once you ever go to that uh toilet no, no, no i've never been there but i've been by i, I know where it is but it was an epic it was a disgusting hellhole with a, with bad bands and then sometimes you got decent bands in there and that's when that's what lifted it like oh there's a decent band there one time you know anyway just i do remember that Pretty funny. So you, you you ran into skinheads there at CBG? No, maybe there, but around the area in the village sometimes. That's East, that's East, that's East Village, right? Yes, so exactly. I said, yeah, I saw them, and I, yeah, I said those those are skinheads. It, it was almost funny, like like mocking them, you know. I said, look how stupid they are, and you knew that they were racist, whatever. But uh, they just seemed like they kept to themselves. Other words, they were not out there to start any any trouble. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't remember them violently terrorizing blacks or Jews. No, they did at times, maybe, but I just if they're walking yeah. down the street, not really. No. Yeah. Well, you know, Bosh, I'm running out of contenders here. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that, that that that's the whole point of the show, and I love it because like the search. For white supremacists, I have the flashlight. You know, yeah, that, that looks great. It looks great. Where are they? And again, we never deny that they exist. We never deny it. And we can't because they do exist. That's a fact. Yeah. But it's the point about what is their place in America? What is their influence in America? What is their danger to America? Those are questions. And through and through and through, we always answer that, honestly, they are they're, they're marginal, you know, uh, problem in the country. No one likes racists, absolutely not. But they're not make, and also they're quiet as hell to the point where, you know, how many are there even now? I mean, we might even be overstating the numbers <laughs> because you know we want to be as as thorough as we can be. But where are, I mean, where are they? Especially right. last year, you know. Right. That's what when when people tell me that you know that this they're, they're a threat. My question is very very reasonable. Where are, who are they, where are they, what are they doing? What are they doing, and why didn't they come out last year? As this one cop kept telling the, the comedian, they're coming, they're coming. And that, at this point, it's like, I'm not sure if they exist. <laughs> you know, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming for the last year. Where are they? They would have shown their face. They would have. Yeah, I, think, I think the conclusion here is they certainly exist, but in small numbers, especially, especially when compared to 236 million white Americans. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole point also. And that's why the left does also, again, since they can't name any actual groups, the ones that you named today, I never heard the left name these these groups ever. Yeah, yeah they never talk about the Aryan Brotherhood. They don't talk about them at all. They just say, uh, and they, probably, may be, and they may be the largest white supremacist group in the country, but they're an embarrassment because they're criminals, thugs, and jailbirds. Right. Exactly right. They're, 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 they're marginal. They're not a threat. They're bad guys, no doubt about it, and, and they are racist. But but what are they doing right now? What are they doing? Nothing. They're not even going online. They're not even you know having any kind of. I mean, Richard Spencer isn't even being interviewed now. Why? Because he voted for Biden. So they're like, damn it, we can't have him on the shows anymore because he'll talk about Biden. 
you know, and how we voted for him. We can't have a guy, a racist, that that, that voted by him because we voted for him. Right, right. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, relative to the real terror threats. Uh, like, do, do you remember that great – Antonio Branco is a great political – He is. Authority. He is. He's yeah. great. Yeah, he is, and I recommend him to everybody. It was a few months ago he had, you know, he had that cartoon of uh, of Joe Biden, uh, a la uh, Don Quixote on horse. So he's saying, you know, saying you know, white supremacists are the greatest threats, and he's going after the white supremacists. Wow. While behind them, you have the city burning, and it says BLM, Antifa, Antifa riots. It's great. Yeah, no and so we, we, the jihadists clearly are a much graver danger to us than white supremacists are. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the leftist terrorists, BLM and, and Antifa, are a much graver threat. And one thing also, and just sorry, historically they're a greater threat to us as well. Who had the greatest attack on our shores? Who? Yeah, the, the jihadists. I'm saying, you know, the, the white supremacists were a threat across our history, absolutely, they were. But this is a major threat of a completely dedicated enemy who wants to wipe us out. That's their goal. And they did it. And they're still at it. And uh, now they're fully armed to the teeth because of us, because of idiots in our, right. in our government. Right. And by uh, the way, by the way, Bosh, something you can relate to. Those who Gary says, I think anti-Semitism is much more alive today. Uh, that's true. But and, and, it, and it's alive amongst the white supremacists, no doubt. But I think it's more prevalent and more violence coming Muslims. from the left. Yeah, Muslims and and, 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 and leftists. You know? No doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, anti-Semitism has has gotten worse. It has. It has. Yeah, every, every time you know defends itself against bad guys like back was in May. Uh, oh, you see, you see attack attacks on Jews in the United States. But I don't think most of that is from white supremacists. I think mostly. No. It's coming from from Muslims and and Antifa, Black Lives Matter, type, you know, you know, leftists. No doubt about Jews, it. Jews are largely not exclusively, but American Jews are largely an urban phenomenon. Most most yeah. Jews live in big cities, where the True. white supremacists are generally rural. Yes, uh, they're, they're, you know, and, um, in a big city. They're, they're just not, you know. Yeah, there's some, like you say, so the skinheads in New York. There was I one not. They go to areas where mostly white areas, I and mean, that's really what they do. They don't go into black areas or, or places that are multiracial. They sure as hell don't 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 live in those areas because they don't want to see that because they're racist. Yeah. There was one Nazi organization that was small. You know, they had moved its headquarters to New York City, at least briefly. But you know, the Aryan Nations is in Idaho. Yes. The, the, the American Nazi Party headquarters back in the day was in Virginia. You know they're not then they're, they're largely a, a rural phenomenon and and so the interaction with jews or asians when they talk about the yes. violent crimes perpetrated you know against are asians they, are they white supremacists well the, the left claims yes but we know we know from the doj statistics that it's the same black thugs who terrorize the black neighborhoods where right. where, where many asians have stores and stuff who are terrorizing uh, you know the, the hey, asians yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Stacy. Uh, thank everyone who uh, who commented. I I wish there was more, but uh, yeah, I think we got a little spoiled. La la last two episodes, we had a boatload of comments. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. It was, it was it great. Was, Hopefully, yeah. and uh, Paul said there was, there was a little glitch. Remember, he said it, it 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 disappeared from the thing. He had to refresh the page to 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 start the show again. Unfortunately. 
Yeah. Paul Saunders, you said that. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 way, I, I referred to Andrew Epstein last week. It's Alex Epstein. Yes. Alex. And also one thing, I was I was critical of some objectivists when it comes to his yeah. own. Wait, 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 you know, wait, check, check it out. One of my students, one of my students, Justin Justin White, didn't realize my professor is so credentialed. I get some extra credit here. Yeah, Justin, Justin, definitely give you give you some extra credit. Go ahead and crush the midterm in the philosophy class. That'll really get you that'll really get you the, the credit you need. I'm sorry, Bosch, what were you saying? I forgot. Uh, just Craig Biddle. He's also been excellent uh, on the issue of Islam and jihad. That's all. Because I, I was critical of a few objectives last week. You, you've been great on it. Uh, Craig has been great on it, and a few others. I mean, you know, people who read my work also. It's just, you know, it's just it's such an important issue to tell the truth and to not be afraid of identifying it without getting in the way of all this terminology, all these isms. They're just, I just don't respect it. I don't like it. And when people are dying, I think that name game has to end. That's all. So I just wanted to, I just want to mention from, from from last week. And, and again, it's Alex Epstein. It's not Andrew Epstein. We're just yes. Hey, <laughs> you, you know, you're minding me. I I got I got to interrupt this discussion of white supremacists yeah. to tell to tell a story. Because I don't know, it was 10, 12 years ago. I was doing an interview for the Ayn Rand Institute, uh, someplace in Tennessee, and and they got their the the host of the show got their signals crossed. They thought they were gonna, they thought they were having Alex Epstein on. Instead, so as as Andrew Bernstein. So okay, so they you know they apologize for that. We go on and we have the show. We talk about you know, all the reasons that make America a great country. We talk about the flaws of America, but you know the overriding virtues of the country and why immigrants want to come here and other places and so on. And very few Americans want to leave relative to the people who want to come here. So first guy calls in. First, it's hilarious, but and everybody. First guy calls in. I still remember this. He goes, Epstein, Bernstein. What the hell's the difference? <laughs> he's, he's redneck. He says, I thought y'all was just gonna be some smart ass New York Jew. Come down here to tell us poor country folks how we ain't living right and how we gotta change our how we gotta change our ways. But y'all didn't do that. He said, he said, you all made some really good points, you know, and so then we got into a, you know, a serious discussion on, you know, on America and everything. And then the dude was, he was really good. And we, you know, when we can happen, though, doesn't, doesn't happen when objectivists go on these shows, they, people, they never hear this before. They, they never heard before. Like, whoa, this is really good stuff, you know? And then they find ran through that. So that's, that, that's also a value to get these voices out there on these main, mainstream shows. You know who never heard about Rand or or these individuals, so that's awesome. One thing also, Alex Epstein was at a panel with with your own and Alan about the book, the uh, un, winning the unwinnable war, and Alex at one point wanted to, wanted wanted to note that he refers to the to the ideology as as Islam. He did want to note that, and I did respect it at the time. I remember I looked up at him. I was like, you know what, very very cool because uh, he he just wanted to make that slight little point. You know, during the Q and A, I, I think it was. Which was good because uh, some some of the listeners were like, you know, what's going on here? All this terminology game, you know. So yeah, anyway, you, you I, know, you you've emphasized that correctly. The the ideology driving the jihadists is Islam. Yes. It's not Islamic totalitarianism. It's not Islamofascism. No, it goes back to Muhammad, and this is no. the ideology that's driven jihad all over the world for thirteen hundred yeah. years. Uh, Simple point. I just had to make it. That's all. But anyway, yeah, no, no, no yeah. you're right. But getting back to our topic for tonight, that's, the white supremacists. I mean, 
Uh, we we, I well, think we, we have, knew. I mean, look, look at us. I mean, we must be white supremacists, right? Because we're talking yeah. about you know the yeah. show is white supremacists. It doesn't matter what we're saying. We're just white. I mean, yeah. So well, well, yeah. All you got to in order to be a white supremacist, you just the only qualification you need is to be white. That's it. That's. Yeah, well, you don't even need that. Larry Elder's a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oppose the left. You are white supremacist. And think about that. Yeah. That to me was the most comical thing that I've seen. And it's sick at the same time. It is sick, but it's comical. And it just tells you what they actually believe. Because it's anyone who opposes them, they want to smear as white supremacist. They call Larry Elder, a black man, a white supremacist. Yeah, the black face of white supremacist. That was the LA Times, a major, major newspaper. Newsom said, you know, he's against racial justice. What the hell does that mean? I don't know what it means. Those book in the old day, Barnes Noble, sexual justice. Does that mean going after rapist stuff? I don't know. I doubt it if it's the leftist writing it. How about justice? How about justice? Exactly right. For all in all individual human beings. Even conservatives when they say religious liberty. Liberty. Yeah, how about Li liberty, right? Liberty. Yeah, right. Individual rights. How about that? How about that? Yeah, right, right. There's two there's two things that's ridiculous. You 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 mentioned one, the, you know, the LA Times calling Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy. Uh you know, he's, he's black man. He's, he's not a white supremacist. But the other, the, the deeper point is, what I love about Larry Elder is he's an individualist. Yes. He's, he doesn't give a rat's you know what, what race no. somebody is or how much pigmentation somebody has in their skin. He's, he has this funny idea that individuals make moral choices. And the choices we make, not the skin color we're born with, is what defines us as human beings. So yep. he's a he's a colorblind individualist. Yes. Ideologically, He's he's opposed to every form of racism. So to, call him, to call him a white supremacist, you know, a black man who's an individualist is flat out false and even risible, you know, comical at, at, at two levels. I mean, and I know for a fact that he doesn't take race seriously because I saw him at a party and the woman I was with, he kept looking at her. I was like, you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he kept eyeing her up and down. But uh, so I know he doesn't care about race. I mean, he's not racist. He just, no, like, Larry Elder's not a racist. All women, you know? <laughs> but, but anyhow, I think we have enough evidence here. We, we dismissed the pretenders, you know, the, the Proud Boys. We saw the evidence that night, what, not white supremacists. No. You know, the Oath Keepers have, have their own set of problems, but white supremacy is not part of their ideology. It's not. And we see, you know, the Klan is around and they're evil, but, they're, but at the same time, they're, they're very diminished. Uh, the American Nazi Party had like 500 members at its height. The, uh, the, the Aryan Brotherhood's the largest white supremacist group in the country. They're about 20,000 members and they're mostly in prison. And where, uh, yes, and where are they exactly? Mostly they're, 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 they're in prison, mostly. And uh, Aryan Nation, another you know, uh, white supremacist organization, a very tiny, very tiny group in Idaho. And when the leader, when the founder of it died in 2004, they had they estimated 200 members. So, you know, the, the Unite the Right rally at Charlottesville, Virginia, which was a riot four years ago, had, I, best I can make out, several hundred, you yeah. know, white supremacists. That sounds right. It's yeah. a small, they're bad guys. They are. They're bad guys. And we have to be, you know, we have to fight the Dylan Roof. You don't, you don't, look, you don't need an organization, Dylan Roof. So, I, I a sick individual, violent individual with a gun went into that black church and murdered nine innocent people. So you don't have to be a widespread phenomenon to be dangerous. Absolutely right. One guy, you don't even need 
one guy with you know, one guy you know with uh, with some gasoline and a match could set fire to a church and burn it down. You know, or, you know, or, or whatever. One guy could be could be very or drive. You know, I hate to give these bad guys ideas, but when they come wa walking out of the church and they're talking, they drive your SUV up, you know, and just run them over. That that jihadist in Nice, I don't remember what year, five six years ago, used a rented truck. He ran down like 200 people, murdered 80, 86 people. He had guns. He had guns, but he used a truck as a weapon of mass destruction. So one guy mowed down. I mean, hundreds. that was. I just, I don't know. I mean, was that, I, when I was Bastille Day, was it 2014 or 2015? I think 2015, maybe. Well, that's six years ago on Bastille Day. That sounds right. Um, 2015 sounds right. Yeah, 86 people murdered, you know. So you know, one guy with a truck or a gun or a, or a gallon of gasoline and a match could set fire to the church. It's all Hassan. The 13, 13 Americans wiped out. You know, and again, it's it's a kind of the stab in the back moment where people are taken unawares because they expect him to be part of them. He's part of the U.S. government, right? Well, no, he went right behind him and shot them all, thirty people, and, and, and got and got shot by a, a woman who who was armed. But yeah, so a, a, an evil individual can do a lot of damage. But then you think, you know, what are they connected to? Is there a movement, Dylan Roof? That was he part of a movement, a group? You know, he was an individual. Evil individual who did some major damage. And he was he was a white supremacist. I don't. He may have been marginally affiliated with some of these small white supremacists. I don't. I don't remember reading about that. that. I don't. They, I don't, they would have talked about that big time if if they were able to find it in the media. Not yeah. Oh, sure. It. Sure. Yeah. And speaking of a few guys who were dangerous, uh, Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols, you know, made that that bomb in the in the yep. truck and it blew up the uh, the federal building in Oklahoma City. And, April, was that 95, I think? He was neither. He was not. No, and they, they, they murdered, I forget how many, hundreds, hundreds of, of I think it was always 160 something victims. Book written about with the Iraqi connection with some Muslims that were involved? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Jaina Davis, who yes. covered, covered that, you know, she, she, she was a news reporter, covered that story from the day it happened. She, Jaina Davis probably knows more about the Oklahoma City bombing than anybody in the world. She yes, claims, and with a lot of evidence, with a lot of sworn affidavits. The third man, okay. I think uh, that might be a yeah, book. The, the, third, third, man. the third terrorist was, I think, the third terrorist. Yes. That sounds right. Yeah, the third terrorist. Uh, what was his and, name? And what, why wouldn't they be involved? It's like, it makes sense. Okay, okay, let's see. You know, why wouldn't they be involved? Of course they would be involved. Kill Americans? They'll, they'll team up with anyone. They don't care. You know, they don't care. Yeah, then there may well have been some Iraqi Muslim, perhaps. Pepsi Jihad. I forget his name. I forget his name offhand because I read that book a, a number of years ago. But the point is, McVeigh and Nichols, the best best I can make out, were you know anti-government yes. types, more like the Oath Keepers. That was their thing. Yeah, anti-government. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there was any white supremacist. Am I mistaken? But was it Waco that led them to that? Was that's it Waco? what I. That's what I've read. I believe so. And that was a horrific attack. I mean, it was. I mean, Waco was like a, a terrorist yeah. by, by the government. And this one. Yeah, Bill, Bill Clinton and Janet Reno put that in motion, right? Against David Koresh, right? Was and the the just bury it and say, yeah, whatever. They were bad guys. They deserve to be. No, no. I mean, whatever Waco, you know, they call Waco, Texas, whatever they were, uh, I don't think they, I don't think they deserve that end, you know, regardless.
Yeah, I don't think it was David Koresh was the dude's name, right? I don't know that they had done any violence. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think they did. I don't think they deserved the government attack. Yeah, that's what I've I've heard trigger Terry Nichols and uh, so. uh and, and, and Timothy McVeigh. Hussein Al Husseini, the name came to me, that, that Iraqi dude that Jana Davis claimed. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, Hussein Al Husseini uh was Iraqi. She she has a lot of evidence that that they she has eyewitness reports hmm. placing that dude in the rider truck the morning of the attack uh so but so i don't i don't the know media would not touch it the media would not touch no. it no because they were they, they were focused on the white guy um, on, on mcveigh not even nichols on on mcveigh and for years if you remember after they they talked about yeah you got muslim terrorism we have Tim, timothy mcveigh it's like you you keep mentioning an individual one individual while we have an entire global movement here that's yeah. a big difference there you, yeah you, you keep invoking one individual. You have a Timothy McVeigh. Timothy, Timothy McVeigh, what? He was a terrorist, yes. An evil oh, scumbag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But was he part of this massive uh, global group? No, absolutely not. Well, if, if Jamie Davis is right, and there was an Iraqi, possibly a jihadist, who was involved in the Oklahoma City attacks, then it, it disrupts the leftist, the lying yeah, leftist media's true. narrative that this was right wingers. They want to be able to pin it on you know the right wing danger. Hundred percent. And it was, it was, it was right wingers back in '95. Now it's white supremacists, but you know, right, they're, right. They're, they're related. It was a uh, what did Hillary call it? The extreme white something movement. Uh, right wing. Oh, the vast vast right wing conspiracy to bring down her husband. Well, now it's a white wing. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a right wing. It's not a white wing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of bad guys out there. Yes, they, sure. they're, they're diverse. There's diversity. <laughs> there's real diversity amongst murderers. Real diversity. There's, there's the white supremacists who are marginalized, but they're still around. There's the jihadists who are global movement, like you said. Then there's the leftist terrorists who are widespread American movement, burned down various American cities for months. You know, last last summer, uh, in most in mostly peaceful protests, according to CNN. If that was the right, imagine that. If that was, if, if that was the yeah. right, the cities, forget about it. It would have been a war. Uh, the, the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN, they, they'd be in their glory. The 24-7 coverage of the white supremacists rioting, burning down Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, and Minneapolis. Oh, they would love it. They, they would, would love They would love that. Twisted. Oh, man. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh, they would love that. But you know, the, the, what these these goddamn white supremacists and they're frustrating the these poor leftist journalists. They're not they're not carrying out their roles, you know. So come on, guys, where are you? I mean, you know, we're looking around. You know, we're trying to trying to pull you out. We're trying our best to pull you out, and you're not no, you're not doing a job, you know. Oh well, I think we I think we answered up the question. You know, they're they're out there, but they're a marginalized movement. Yes. I don't know. Uh, does all of this total up to a hundred thousand hardcore white supremacists out of two hundred thirty odd million white Americans? I don't know. Maybe it does, but maybe. it's a it's a fraction of the population, and the overwhelming majority of white Americans, as well as other Americans, condemn it as and irrational and violent. Exactly, and they're shunned by society. Whereas the other, you know, Black Lives Matter, all the other other race baiters are are. Are celebrities? They're on TV. They're writing books. Yeah. They're selling books. Have, have, have major corporate sponsorship, millions and millions of dollars. Amazon, Kellogg's for for Christ's sake, Kellogg's. 
you know, they're down with with Black Lives Matter, Kellogg's. I mean, it's just yeah. embarrassing almost. I mean, it's like, and again, I mean, how mainstream can you get? It's it's completely mainstream, you know, to, to, to the point where it's not even an edgy group anymore. It's like it's like rap music, right? You got you got these trailers and movies. Every movie now, Disney even rap music is at the top for Disney movies. How edgy is that? Come on, you mean that's not very mainstream. It's just uh, and, and by the way, Amazon and these Coca Cola and these major companies, they need. I'm saying this ironically. They need to to start donating to to the Aryan Brotherhood. Otherwise, they're discriminating. <laughs> go go yeah, pay pay the lawyer fees. <laughs> white, white brotherhood murderers who maybe you know can beat the rap in court justin writes here you would be amazed at the number of anti-white supremacy training we had in the military in the last year i can imagine i can imagine that yeah. probably was, was a main focus from these hacks you know Ugh. yeah it's it, it's it's horrible uh, it really is brainwashing uh you know as much as i possibly can even these young uh you know the soldiers be less white. Wasn't that the motto in the Coke and the Coke be training less session? White. Yes, be less white. And now Disney actually was caught doing the same thing. They denied it, but then they came back, they doubled down, and they're doing the same thing now. Disney as well. The same thing behind the scenes. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should tell, you know, Aristotle and Newton and Shakespeare and Beethoven and Einstein and all of these these great geniuses, yeah, all these great geniuses who helped carry mankind forward, Darwin, everything. You guys are too white. You That's right. You guys got to be less too white. white. What the hell's going on here? I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, and and the and and the the race swapping, you know, from the characters now all over. And when when it comes to, it's almost in your face now to the point where, it, you know, would, would would Black Panther ever be played by a white man? No, and I don't expect him to. So when it, you know, but they keep race swapping characters left and right when it comes to any any characters now on uh, on well, television movies. Well, you know. white lives matter. These white supremacists chatter. So yeah. maybe we need the white panther. That's right. <laughs> the white black panther. I mean, that's it. You know, the but, white panther. The white panther. black superheroes. That's good. I'm down. I'm down with that. Black Captain America is a black dude. All that matters is he loves America for America's virtue. But but you know. The character was really good, uh, Sam. You know, uh, what's it called uh, Wilson, the uh, the Falcon. Yeah, Falcon. Good in movies. Yeah, it's great. It sucks now at this point. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. He's dictating, you know, be better, be better. He's telling everyone, it's like, I don't want a lecturer. I want a man of action. I want Captain America. Enough yeah. of So that's and, what. And Captain America, white, black, Asian, Latino, whatever. He's he's got to be an American. And, and, and immigrants could be the best because they generally make the best great. Americans. They love America. He's got to stand up for American virtue. Has to, but but it made Sam for the first time in all ten years of the movies. Now he's talking about race and racism. It's like, oh man, that is yeah, so. Captain America's got to stand for individualism, individual rights, like justice, justice for all. Like the Black Panther did in a movie, you could tell yeah. he didn't he didn't engage in any of that you know, the colonialism talk, the white guy talk, nothing. He was a hero, simple, straight, direct. That's it. He wasn't in, into the race crap. And that's how Captain America should be, but he's not. And and was and and was in the in the earlier Captain America movies. Oh, absolutely, no yeah. doubt about it. When, when Chris Evans was playing Captain America, he was great. I mean, the character was great. great. The race was never mentioned because it it's not a factor at all. He's an American. He's a soldier. That's it. Right. He wants to help Captain America. 
and sadly, uh, Chadwick Boseman died of cancer, right? Yes. Very, very young. He was terrific as the Black Panther. 43 years old, I think. Yeah, he was a very talented actor. Well, Norm MacDonald just died, uh, I think, the other day, yesterday. Norm MacDonald, the... the, the oh, oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. The comedian, he was uh, 61 of cancer, a secret battle. No one knew about it. No one knew about it. He didn't advertise it at all. He didn't go on Instagram and say, hey, look, you know, he didn't do that. He just... Cancer's no respecter of age, that's for sure, or, or talent. But yeah, I mean, I want you know, I don't give a rat's you know what, Bosh, what race at all our, our heroes are. But I want, and, and, and they and they could point out America's flaws, you know, but they have to recognize America's virtues and stand up for individual rights, which is as I point out, that's what made America great. I, I've written black characters in my stories. You, you know, you, you've written black characters in stories, and they're heroes, and they're good, right? And others have done it as well, but this race swapping thing, that's the problem. Create your own heroes, new heroes, and let them stand or fall on their own. Make that and write them really well. Don't just take a, a costume and throw it on a black guy and say, okay, come on, that's the new version. No, that's crap. It's absolute crap. It rarely works. It really works. Make a new character and make him a great character who happens to be black. Period. That's it. Yeah, real Not hero. Like the Black Panther, like the Black exactly. Panther. Black Panther from the sixties to the movie, he had that quality about him. That he was self possessed. He was uh, a he dignified. Was, he, he, was no, he was noble. The he Black was. Black he was, was Black noble. Now he was, and he, he was always written as such. He was never uh, a token for the comics. He was an actual character that they really wrote well. A cool design. Jack Kirby designed, you know, that costume. The first one actually was a little off yellow and purple and whatever it was a little off but the black suit pretty awesome yeah pretty awesome yeah. anyway and captain america there were there were a lot of like the black panther and captain america. yes they were there was a certain nobility to yes both, they were to both of them no doubt about it there was uh yeah was, they, they, both, just, they both just emanated goodness they absolutely did no doubt about it and that that was the characters and that's why this race swapping stuff, I can, I just, I can't stand it. I, I really can't. Yeah. Uh, and no, 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 no. Yeah, you know, I just, it's like even, even Stan Lee, who was trying to be, you know, political about it, he goes, well, you know, this character is that character. You want to create one? Create a new one. And he's absolutely right. It's as simple as that. Create, create a new character. Don't try to take mine and, and swap them, you know, racially. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. And also, just adopting these heroes, it tells you that those behind it, the left behind it, are saying that, well, they can't stand on their own because, you know, they're, they're minorities, let's say. They have, to, they have to put on a Batman suit in order to be respected by the audience, which is absolute BS. Absolute BS. Black Panther has always been respected. You know, anyway, we can get yeah. into it as well. But Well, you know, we started out this show, The Search for White Supremacists, uh, I think we, we found out who they are, where they are, and Gary's right. Race yeah. isn't important. Yeah. And now we've got comments rolling in. Race isn't important. You guys are right. That's almost always the left trying to bring race into play. Yeah, the, the racism racism in America today proliferates almost exclusively on the left. Yes, it does. Uh, uh, so I think uh, I think we could put a nice little bow on this, Bosch. I think we, you know, uh, I think we answered that. We answered the question. We we see who they are, where they are, what they're doing, they're, yeah. and and the conclusion is they're a threat, but they're not nearly the threat that the jihadists or the leftist terrorists like Black Lives Matter and Antifa are. No, they're not. 
and I looked at Wikipedia again. I saw all these groups, right? And looking at them, some of them have names that are literally racist. Other ones, American patriots, is not. They're not. They're not white supremacist groups. They're not. They're patriotic groups. They're American groups that they're that that, that they're smeared as white supremacist groups. So they try to punch it up as well. You know? Yeah, we have to do a on a one by one basis because Jared really? Taylor, Jared Taylor, who was is a white supremacist and wants a white ethno state. Publishes an online magazine called the American Renaissance, uh, and he but he's a white supremacist, so they could hide under the guise of American patriots. We we have to look at them. We have right. to look at them one right. one. Some, one, some, one, one. Clearly, some of them, no doubt about it, will hide behind that, no doubt. But the left will try to pump to yeah. pump up the numbers. Anybody yeah. anybody who's a patriot. By the way, Gary even, Gary writes. I hope you guys can do a show beyond politics someday. We did a what show was a open the open discussion Wednesday. Where we spoke about comic books, uh, how I loved them as a kid, how Andrew loved them as a kid, how I became a cartoonist. So check it out. It's it's one. Yeah. I don't know. Let's do it again. Three. Let's do it again next Wednesday. Absolutely. You know, open mic Wednesday. We yeah. discuss any culture, you know, sports, comic you know what? books, whatever it is. There's a new Clint movie coming out this week. Cry Macho. Can we? Yeah, dis- Next week. I mean, oh yeah, it- yeah. I- I'm definitely gonna go see it. Next week. It comes out uh, Thursday, Friday. So. Let's do that. Let's do that. We'll discuss Cry Macho and yeah, discuss movies and, and, and superheroes, superheroes and you know and, and, and such. And any questions or comments from the audience, you know, we'll, we'll take Yeah, it's fun. Oh, it's open open mic open mic Wednesday. So all right. So all right. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up, everybody out there in the, in freedom of speech land. I want to I want to salute you. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, Bosch and I will be back next Wednesday with Open Mic Wednesday to discuss all different kinds of topics. You're right, Gary. We'll go beyond politics to culture, philosophy, yeah. sports, entertainment, comic books, all kinds of, Thanks, all Justin. Kinds of stuff. Thanks, Thank Justin. See you in class, bro. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bonsoir.